Good morning again. Um, so as da Dave said, Dan's home recovering. Um, and um, our prayers for health and encouragement are with him and his whole family. Uh, we are in the midst of this series of um, what disciples do. And today's theme is disciples wrestle with God. Well, what does that mean? I don't know much about wrestling, um, but if I have a sport, it's running. And everyone in my neighborhood knows that, that I'm one of the runners in the neighborhood because they see me out there. Um, they see me out there. I brought props. I have my um, running shoes, sporty running shoes. Um, I will often wear a bright orange construction cone orange shirt because I don't want the cars to hit me. Um, I often go out at night. I didn't bring my lights, but I have a nice light vest that I wear at night um, or in the evenings. Um, and I can choose different colors to flash for the neighborhood. Um, some of the kids like to watch, see what the colors are for the season. Um, let's see. Um, sometimes I go out when it's really cold, and I will wear three layers of clothes. Like, I can't even imagine that right now. But I will go out in three layers of clothes and go running. And I bought these shoes because they have extra um, grip on the bottom so that if I happen to hit snow or some slush, that's fine. I can work through it. Um, oh, and then sometimes I go out when it's too hot, and um, Ken had to come one time and rescue me because I was just way too dehydrated. So now I have a fanny pack. It's very stylish. I wear it, and I have in it many things I can show you, but I have a juice pouch in there in case I, I get desperate. Um, I've got a mask in there. I've got an extra key, some, some information and phone numbers. Um, so it's my fanny pack I, um, of emergency supplies that I always run with. So running's my thing, not wrestling. Um, I didn't start out even liking to go running, um, but I did it with my dad and my family. That's why I did it. And now, now I go running on my own. I like to go running on my own. I'm actually terrible company when I go running, right? Yes, my husband knows. I'm terrible company when I'm running with him. Um, but the, the benefit of me being terrible running with someone is that I get to run on my own. And I get to have that time by myself. Um, it's a time to think, to think through things that I need to do, um, to plan the week. Um, it's a time to pray, um, to work through things that I need to work through. Oh, and then sometimes I just want to wear my, um, I just want to listen to a podcast and not think about anything at all. So my, my earbuds are in there too. Um, but it's my time. It's my time to be on my own and, um, and work things out, whatever that means. And when I get back, I'm, I'm sweaty and smelly and I'm tired but I am better. I've had that time. I'm better. Even though no one wants to be around me because of how I smell, I am better um, because I've had that time to think, um, to be with God, 
to, to plan out what I'm doing, to consider what I'm doing, and maybe what I need to change. I thought about running a lot when I was reading about Jacob and wrestling. Um, we hear in chapter 32 of Genesis how he wrestled with God. He literally physically wrestled with God. But we don't hear in the passage why. Uh, why did this happen? It's so strange. But if you look back at Jacob's life, you can see that this is by no means the start of the struggles in his life. His whole life is a series of struggles, bad choices, questionable decisions, outright deceit, and angst. So um, I wanted to share a little bit of Jacob's story with you. Jacob and his brother are first mentioned in Genesis chapter 25, and his parents are Isaac and Rebekah, and his grandparents are Abraham and Sarah. So these boys came from struggle. And in fact, when their parents got married, um, they didn't have children right away, and Isaac pleads with God. They wanted children. God answers in abundance. Rebecca is going to have twins. Excellent, right? But wait, it can't be that easy. Of course not. Even before the babies are born, they are struggling with each other. Rebecca, pregnant with twins, reveals how tired and frustrated she is. And when she goes to God and asks this really basic question, she says, why is this happening to me? And God really could have just laughed at that moment and said, you know, this, this is what you've asked for. Isn't this what you wanted? But no, God explains something to her. He says, this actually is how it's going to be. Um, your children are going to struggle. They're going to struggle with each other. They're going to struggle for power. And, and this, is, this is the way it's going to be. And struggle they did for a long, long time. As the brothers grew up, Jacob did not always take the high road or make the best decisions. He was born second, which meant even though there were twins, his brother Esau was the firstborn. And as the firstborn, he had the promise of birthright. He would get a double, a double portion of the inheritance and someday he would have the honor of being the head of the family. Well, Jacob wanted some of that. And one day, Esau, Esau had been out, um, and he came home, and he was just terribly hungry, terribly hungry. Jacob, who had been cooking, convinced him to trade his birthright for some food. It was bread and lentil stew. So birthright, bread and lentil stew. Jacob knew what he was doing was not right, but he took advantage of the situation and did it anyway. Later, when their dad Isaac was, was much older and almost blind, Isaac wanted to give his blessing to Esau. But their mom, Rebecca, 
really wanted that blessing to go to Jacob. So much struggle. She came up with this plan to fool Isaac into giving the blessing to Jacob. At first, Jacob was shocked, but he went along with it. He knew it wasn't right, but he lied and he got the blessing. At this point, I just want to stop. I want to stop Jacob before he does this and, and give him a little shake on the shoulders and just say, Jacob, why are you doing this? If you're looking for power and money, um, this may seem like an easy path, but it is not. Don't do it. Don't do it. How can this work out well for you? Well, he did it anyway. Um, he didn't ask God what he should do. I wasn't there. No one stopped him. And he stole the blessing from his brother. This second betrayal was really too much for Esau. He was furious. And Jacob found out how mad he was and fled. He, he had nothing to show for all, what he had done. All of his deceit um, was for naught. He, he, it was all lost. Um, he fled um, with a walking stick, and he went and lived with his uncle. For 20 years, he was with his uncle. He started with nothing there, but he gained a family. He became wealthy. Um, it was going pretty well, but it was a struggle too. And he, he himself was deceived many times by his uncle and his cousins. Eventually, God said, okay, it is time to go back home. And God also promised that he would be with Jacob. So excellent, going home. But wait, isn't that where Esau is? Uh, Esau is probably still mad. He's had 20 years to uh, keep getting madder and madder. Jacob wondered what Esau would do. But God had said that he should go and that he would be with him. So Jacob decides that this new struggle is worth it. And even still, though, um, he's scared. He tries to figure out what's the easiest path. What's the easiest way I can go home, make peace with Esau, and not be harmed? So he's thinking about himself and makes more questionable decisions. He... Um, he sends, oh, first thing he does is he sneaks out of town. He doesn't tell his uncle that he's leaving after 20 years. Um, he sneaks out. And, of course, the uncle catches up with him, and there's a tense conversation, but they part ways. Now Esau's really ready. He's uh, broken ties with his uncle. He can go forward. He, um, he sends word to his brother, I'm coming home. And, and he gets scared all over again. He tells God this time he's scared, at least. And that's wonderful. And then he decides he's going to send his brother some, some, some peace offerings. He sends gifts of life, livestock. And he sends them, not all at once, but in batch after batch, nine different batches of livestock. He sends off ahead of himself um, to try to, to calm his brother down. And that, that's fine. But he still makes one more questionable decision. He sends his family ahead of himself. 
he decides his brother will be more receptive if he meets his sister-in-laws and, and the nieces and nephews. Let them go first and meet Esau and calm Esau down. And he sends all of his family and all of his possessions across the river. Now, all of this happened in a different time, in a different land. Um, but Jacob was human, like you and me. Uh, and maybe his life of questionable decisions isn't really all that different than our own. Um, how many times do we choose a path that, that seems like the easy or safe path? Um, knowing that God would choose something maybe a little bit different for us. Well, Jacob's there at night. It's alone. He sent all his family ahead. It's just him and his thoughts. And I can imagine what he's thinking about. How will Esau react? What if he's mad and takes it out on my family? What have I been doing for 20 years? And can I possibly stop making bad decisions and just follow God for once? And in this loneliness and his thoughts, a man shows up. And who was this man? Later, later Jacob says, I meant um, that I had seen the face of God. But the strange thing is that this man shows up and he starts to wrestle Jacob. It became this epic battle of wills all night long. And it was like all of Jacob's relationship struggles, everything that he had been through in his life, came out like these real physical struggles. Jacob and the man wrestled all night long. But Jacob was persistent. He wouldn't give in. Finally, the man touched his hip and knocked it out of his socket. Still, Jacob wouldn't let go. He was desperate. If this was God, Jacob was not going to let God give up on him. Jacob told the man that he would only let go if he gave him a blessing. So Jacob got the blessing, and he even was given a new name. The man said his new name would be Israel, which, mean, which means one that struggles with God. Jacob's whole life had been a struggle, and by showing up that night, God let Jacob work through those struggles, work through them and set them down. And in the morning, Jacob was changed. He was better. He went out. He crossed the river. He found his family, and he went out and walked ahead of them so that he would be the first one that would meet Esau of the family. And of course, when Esau saw him, he welcomed him with open arms and ran to him. Now, was this the end of Jacob's struggles? Of course not. But God had met Jacob that night and helped him get right, get right with things and get on with his life put all of that past struggle behind him. Jacob really needed that night. He needed all night long to work through all of those struggles. 
I wonder if I'm like Jacob. We all make questionable decisions and follow a path that we think will work best for us. We can convince ourselves that this is the right plan. But maybe our, our struggles aren't as dramatic as Jacob's. Um, we want to follow God, but we do need to work through these struggles. And maybe there's other struggles in our lives that aren't because of bad decisions at all. Maybe, um, maybe it's our health. Maybe we're struggling with something, um, uh, an illness, a persistent illness. Maybe someone in our family is, and we're frustrated with that. Maybe even frustrated with God about that. We struggle when someone dies, and we don't understand. And, and that's another area that we wrestle with God about. But God is not shying away from our struggles or wrestling with him. Just like he was there with, da with Jacob. He came, he was there, he let Jacob work through all of these things in his life. Work him out as a physical knockdown wrestling match. God will wrestle with us too if we let him. If we have things that we're we're holding on to, or frustrated about. He'll be with us and work through it for as long as it takes. So I guess wrestling is not what I'm thinking about when I go running. Um, I don't even think about wrestling with myself, although that's sometimes what it is. Um, but. In the end, that's what I realize has often happened. I, I've gone out and run, and even when it's bad, when, when it's like physically not a good run, or maybe even especially when it's physically difficult, that's when I can think the best and think about what God has um, done in my life, um, what he wants for me. And as we follow Jesus, um, as we are disciples of Jesus, I think we need to struggle. We need to wrestle with God with our questions. We need to bring them to him. Um, maybe you have a time when you wrestle with God. Maybe you go running, or maybe it's when you're doing yard work or mowing the lawn. Maybe it's um, during prayer for all or, or during, during a morning um, a morning devotional. Or maybe it's right before you go to bed and you're talking to God and saying, I'm going to give this all to you. Um, we struggle. Oh, another one is when you're driving, when you're driving to work or driving on a trip. That's another time when it's really good to have a conversation with God. So, struggling is something, wrestling with God is something that we have to do. We have struggles in our life, and we need to bring them to God. Because if we're following Jesus and we're human, we have to find a way to reconcile these two, two things. Um, they don't work exactly right together. 
So it's okay that, that we have struggles and that we wrestle. We just need to remember to, to let it happen, to, to find our place to struggle, whether you need to prepare and bring a fanny pack or not. Um, find your way that you can spend time with God and see how that changes your heart. See how you're, you're feeling afterwards. Um, see if it makes you feel better. And after we struggle, just like Jacob, I think God will bless us too. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>